The Koi Gig Pod. On off the ball. When we first started the podcast, I was traumatized, and then things have gotten a little bit better since then. So, um, yeah, we'll go one more year with the piece. Subscribe to the Koi Gig Pod on the Off the Ball app now. OTB GAA. Well, hello there. You're very welcome back to. Uh, actually, you're very welcome along to season four of the Football Pod. We're still going. It's 2024. Who'd have thought back in 2021 when we started this that it would still be moving along? New season, same hosts. Paddy Andrews, James O'Donoghue, you're very welcome back. Thanks, Tom. Great to be back, guys. Great to be back. Are you boys keeping well? Flying it. Flying it. Can't wait enough for a new season. Back club training next week. Football <laughs> I attended my first game in 2024 already. McGrath Cup final in car. Serious commitment to the cause. I think I've been to eight so far this year, James, so you're a bit of catching up to it. Oh, well, I never thought I'd go to McGrath Cup game outside of Killarney. At the furthest I thought I would go to Tralee. How much are you getting paid for that? There's no way you went for that just for the good of your health. (laughs) I did. I did. Brave the storm and everything going up there. McGrath Cup influencer. You are taking this seriously, aren't you, Jimmy? Fair play to you. New look, no, doesn't got, he look great, Tommy, as well? Yeah, he does. He did one gig for RTE. Look at the haircut on him and all. He's, uh, you're all showbiz this year, Jimmy. I had James. The haircut. One question for you. It's beautiful. Are you getting the new Preds for this season? Ooh. They sent me down seven or eight pairs of them. Um, <laughs> Impossible as nothing. No, I'm a Nike ambassador. As you were. Unofficial. Three stripes. Unofficial. Unwanted. Nike. Oh, yeah. No, I was a tempo merchant always. You were, yeah, you were, yeah. Nikes. I was Adidas for a long time and then switched over to Nike. It was a big deal, like so. You had a big boot deal in the dubs. Yourself, Federer, Tiger Woods, and <laughs> Nadal. So it was four of us, yeah. So it was a good deal for a couple of years it was the only Paddy, um, pretty decent football on show yesterday in Crow Park. Mm. I would put it down as one of Go the on. best games of football we've seen, not just this year, but over the last year, over the last 12 months. I thought it was an exceptional game of football. There's been a lot of crap football as well, though, over the 12 months, to be fair. So the bar has been pretty low. I thought the club championship, we obviously did the, the four or five weeks before Christmas on the club championship. It was it was great value, to be fair. In diabolical conditions. I mean, you look at the... What was it the Munster final Dingle and, and Castlehaven you look middle of a storm you look yesterday you had the Glen Chemical Croaks game which really shouldn't have been played in the fog storm Isha the latest storm uh, yesterday but to be fair the Hurdle and football finals yesterday were top class um, and the club season yeah for the five or six weeks it was great great value I have to say brilliant games um, I think the best team overall has won it we did tip Glen. To do it, but Jesus, Bridget Roscommon, another brilliant performance with them yesterday. And for probably 50, maybe 55 minutes, I thought they were a better team yesterday. But those power plays for Glenn, just before halftime, where they get 1-1. And obviously the finale, that, that final five minutes kind of sparked by Connor Glass's goal. They just steamrolled Bridget's there. But, but for Bridget's, just on Bridget's as a team, I thought... They probably gave the best performance. Their Connacht final win against Corrafin was a brilliant team performance. We, we felt they'd have too much for Castlehaven. I didn't fancy them yesterday, but like I say, for long periods, they were a better team. But um, 
they'd be disappointed. They'd be good at losing. You see the reaction. Like the O'Loughlin Gales lads, the way they lost and for Bridget's as well. Devastating defeat, but for Glenn. Finally got it done. It's been a long, long road for them, but to, to get over the line yesterday. Connor Glass, he's getting some praise over the last 24 hours and it's well deserved. I think I think that I think that it did prove though that especially this year's championship that it, it's you have to be way more than just a football team to get over the line in an All-Ireland Club Series. You have to be so much more. It's such a hard championship to win. Like what Glenn had to overcome in that semi-final, I'd say that the visibility in the second half was almost zero. zero. <laughs> and then another storm for the final, up against it, not playing well, black card and dug it out. Like it just shows that you need so much more than just be a good team. Like you have to be, you have to be ready mentally to win it. I thought Glenn, Glenn were, they never panicked. Do you know what, do you know what it was interesting? When number seven, Mulholland, is it Mulholland that got the, yeah, yeah, the black card? Yeah. Colin Mulholland, yeah. He was coming back on. He was the calmest man of all time. Do you know what? Usually yeah. you'd see a fella, he'd be jumping up and going, let me man. back in, let me back in. And it was like, oh no, you got another minute. He was like, okay. Then comes back on, completely calm, does an unbelievable block, the block and just inspires yeah. the team to win. It was like they didn't panic. They just were in, they were in complete control even when they were in trouble. Yeah, that was a massive man. block as well. It was Ben O'Carroll who was Ben O'Carroll yesterday, lads. Talk about Savage. a guy whose stock has gone up over the last yeah. couple, two months. Um, he was exceptional again yesterday, but he, Bridget are, are struggling for a score. They need something. The momentum's starting to turn against them. Bridget's best player gets the ball and he, you look like he's going to clip it over from the D and when Holland comes in with the block, you're right. That's small moments can make such a difference. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that was, Glenn had a couple of them yesterday, particularly down at, at the final stretch, which has got them over the line. But Would you have given him a black card, Mulholland? Would you have given the black card? Yeah, I would have, yeah. yeah. He knows what he's at. He's frustrated. Like, it was frustration. Kind of rather than, a, it didn't affect the play. It's a collision, but he's pulled them to the ground. He yeah. knows exactly what he's at. Yeah. He's pissed off. They had kicked 12 whites at that, mm. at that stage in the second half. They had mm-hmm. missed, I think they'd taken 11 shots and missed, 12 shots and missed 11. And... Yeah, I think I think that was a great spot by the referee. Justin O'Carroll, I was sitting beside Mossy Quinn yesterday covering the game. Yeah. He's got the pace, he's got the aggression, he's got the step, he's got the athleticism. He's also yeah. he, he's as strong as a horse like. But yeah. he's also a couple just, of brilliant wins yesterday where it's like, how's he gonna get this? He's thing? a ball he's winner. A brilliant, he's a brilliant target man. We yeah, said this last ball year winner. for such a it looks like a slight guy, but he's a he's a brilliant player. We might talk about him later on a bit, but particularly if you're looking at the context now of the inter-county season starting this weekend for the Rossies, he, he's a brilliant guy to have in a forward line. That he's he's not selfish. He's a brilliant target man. Mm-hmm. And he, he would compliment, you're thinking of, I know Kieran Murt has gone from the Rossies, but Dermot Murt there, Enda Smith. If you have a forward like that who complements the rest of the forward unit, and he, he, for me, I think he's probably the best in the game at it now. Wow. Um, what a what a in that particular role, like yeah. like if you give me a choice, you know you can have him or Shane McGuigan or David Clifford. Like the other guys are different; they're killers, they're they're scorers, out and out scorers. Where Ben O'Carroll is critical to the cohesion of a forward line, which is so important. And I, I thought all through the club championship, he was outstanding. And yesterday again, I I had a feeling Massey Quinn, a <laughs> kind of very cerebral player himself, would be a big fan of his. He's yeah. Like I say, his stock has just gone up week on week. Every every week he played with St. Bridges, I thought he was he was outstanding. Do you know what's a good sign of a, of a player is when he makes everyone else better. Like he shows hard, which makes 
the fella kicking in the ball look good because he's putting in a lovely ball. Yeah. Then he's beating his man and dishing it for someone to clip it over or he's creating a goal. He just, he makes everyone else around him just seem a bit better, which is always like an unbelievable sign of a forward, I think. But even yeah. for a goal, you see that the, he does the backdoor cut and a brilliant pa- hand pass across for the, for the goal at the start of the second half as well. He's, you know, who, 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 who we would liken him to. Remember like Dermot Marsden? With our ma, and he was kind. Of, he was like the foil, a really smart player for for Stephen McDonald and Ronan Clark, that type of player, like Gooch when he went out to eleven. He, I agree with Jimmy that if you're a forward in that team, you would love playing with him because he's the first yeah. guy to receive it. It allows you to kind of well, I'm going to hang on, might play a bit deeper, I get on the end of it because he's going to make so many runs and win the ball from. So he's. I thought it really stood out for Bridget's, but I think he's a massive tool for Ross Common this season as well. Yeah. Um, and particularly for the Rossies, if they want to play, you know, they're probably a little bit weaker at the back. Having someone like him allows them to bring probably a couple more bodies back, kind of block up that defence and still for a quick transition for a kick pass because he's he's going to be on. He's going to be yeah. on all the time. He's so, so good at that movement. Yeah. And, you know, he, he had a brilliant display, very similar in Crow Park last year against Dublin. Remember the game, yeah. Rossies probably should have beaten Dublin, but he was... He must have got about 20 possessions that first half. Dublin just couldn't yeah. deal with him, you know. So, but all kick passes. Yeah, all quick transitions. He allows you to do that. He scored 735 across the entire club championship. Top scorer in the country at senior level this year um, across Roscommon, Connacht and the All-Ireland. But he created so much more too. You would have put your house on him burying that goal mm. when Rory Fallon intercepted that pass, broke up the field. It was like... Just the, the perfect counter-attacking attack. It was like it was like Rooney and Ronaldo in their peak uh, against Bolton Wanderers. Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, oh, or Brad something. Baltus, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Arsenal yeah, Champions yeah, yeah. League. You'd think like, he was going to... He either needed to put his laces through it as hard as he can or else he needed to go near post with the side foot. He yeah. kind of just went side foot. I think he would try to go across the keeper and he just he just put he it too central. To but it, yeah, I think he, he just snatched it a little bit. I... We might have time to come back to Bridges, right? Because there's a, a young generation there that have been cooking for quite a while. Um, you know, a couple of miners that came through together, or Carol, Rory Fallon, who we might talk about again. Connor Hand, um, Pierce Frost could have been on that team as well. Uh, and young Nugent too. So, oh, Bridges have the stock, they have the calibre they've been building. But just on Glenn, like, before 2021, Glenn had never won a Derry Senior Football Championship. Yeah, uh, you know, it, they've now won two Ulsters. They lost the All-Ireland semi-final to Kilku. They lost the final to Kim Croaks. They finally got over the line. And Mary Kay Burke, a photographer up in Derry, uh, had a fantastic photo that she put up this week. And it's of Conor Carvel, the captain, uh, Ryan Dugan, the full-back, uh, Michael Warnock, the cornerback, who uh, had a tough day on O'Carroll, but kicked that yeah. point just before the glass Great goal. Score, yeah. And Emmett Bradley, captain and Glenn, um, to their first minor championship trophy 12 years ago and now they've finally got there but like sometimes James you can get a group together and they can have all the success and all that stock but if that slipped away from them yesterday mm. that prob- could be your chance probably the end of them yeah like you don't get many chances but I think that with the with the All-Ireland series in the club I think you almost there is a case of you nearly have to lose one to know how much you want to die for it the following year. Thank Jimmy. If you, I, I, well, I think if you look at the teams who've come through, Kilmacud did it. But Kilmacud yeah. did it. They lost it. Kilku came back. Well. Glenn yeah. have lost it. Kilku lost one. The last couple of teams have all lost one. I think you realise, oh my God, that was a chance of a lifetime. 
And you know, Glenn. And if you lose twice, together. God help you. I don't think you're ever. I don't think you're sleeping again. <laughs> Never play football again. Never mind. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? Like, there, there are there is a clatter of teams that, that have lost twice. Casabar lost two finals. I think there's maybe four teams. Um, could be Walterstown and me. Clonmel and Roscommon famously lost a couple of finals as well. Casabar was the one though. Was a fee. Was it? Who got the black yeah, hair? Sent off early, yeah. The first black hair ever. Ever. Oh, yeah. That was Christ. a sick. Hey. But you know black who was? Do you know harsh. who in the in the final um, on Sunday was? He he also had a tough day, but he was still he still drove him on was McFall because he kind of he inched them forward every attack, and he was on, at the end of a lot of scores, but his shooting boots were off, and he could yeah. have easily gone very quiet. But he stuck in there. He, you know, he didn't mind. Look, I've I've missed a few, but I'm going to stick at it. And he just What's had that, he had that calmness. That was it across the whole Glen team. Like, yeah. Even as good as Connor Glass was, I thought at times in the first half, Eddie Nolan was giving him his fill of it as well. Like you know, For it sure, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a brilliant performance by them at all. But that that comes back to nearly the point you're making, Jimmy. Where it's like no matter what, no matter what, we're going yeah, to they were fine. We're, we're just. Whatever needs to be done, we are going to pull this out of the bag. Um, and it's like I say, the, the couple of minutes before half time in the first half, where they were really, really outplayed. Bridges were four up, like I say, the goal chest, they could have been even further up. They get it back, they get the 1 1. And then 55 minutes on the clock, you're thinking, these guys are done. And then, to be fair, I think Bridges will have nightmares about that goal. <laughs> they had to free themselves. <sighs> Bad turnover. Goalkeepers kind of caught in two minds. But once. Once Glenn got that momentum, that's where it kicked in. It was like, right, we're not losing this now. That was the, that was yeah. the power play. I, I think that. the nerves, like if you're, it's such a mental spot to be there with five or six minutes to go. You're up. You almost have it won. Your mind might be wandering a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. just do the right thing a couple more times, and you're there. But I, I think, and I so think many James, teams have lost it at that at that hurdle. It's like the, not, the final hurdle. I'm not sure they lost it there. I feel like they were out in their feet around that time. They actually did a couple they of chances. Knackered. Mm. They, they you can see it visibly. Yeah. But four up yeah, is did. four up is enough. Like they, four up yeah, is a big lead. Chances. Five minutes to go. First four, half though. Four up but you're there. I mean, that one one in the first half and O'Carroll missing that goal chance, Robin no, Dole I get getting that. blocked. But, like, but Jimmy said if I get all that, but if there's five minutes to go and you're still four points up after all yeah. of that, you're thinking Jesus, like that. That's that's a good position. It's enough. It's that's, enough. That's, and like, it was a high scoring. That's a good position 16. to be in. Like to be fair, like. was sixteen yeah. fifteen. Oh yeah, well it was one so, point game. Yeah, fifteen points. Yeah, it was a great game. It was, yeah. but it, you're, you can't tell me Bridget's are sitting there today. They will they're absolutely sick. Oh, yeah, sick. It is sick. every every they're. defeat in the final is such a sick loss. But the last couple of All Ireland club finals. They've all been sickening defeats for whoever last year. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's yesterday's drama. And very quickly, all eyes turn to the 2024 intercounty season. Ooh. Obviously, it's been running in the background the last little while. We might mention some of the preseason winners and losers. But uh, this year, lads, for the pod, we have a double dose most weeks. We're going to be here on a Monday. It's going to be free on Spotify and YouTube, as usual in the football pod feeds. And then for Off The Ball members, we're going to have a Thursday episode every week throughout the season. We're going to have a lot to talk about as the year goes on. Are you boys looking forward to chatting with me twice a week? Feels like that's something that we could do. We've been doing well the last couple of years. I think we can make it work. You're pushing this out again, T. Dragging the arse out of All our time is gone on you, like. All our time is gone, like. Well, we did start originally. Well, you did a f- season one. The episodes are about three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> then we went up two and a half, season two. 
<laughs> so well, now we've got to two episodes. I'd say two we're getting, episodes yeah. of two hours each. <laughs> yeah, Paddy, a bit a bit of news that broke last week and oh. uh, incredibly significant, and it's the, the retirement of Dean Rock. Yeah. Um, like I went through his career in depth during the week, and and just some of the the highlights for me were the fact that he was on the bench in two thousand and nine. For the the start of Leeward's defeat to, yeah, to Kerry, yeah, yeah. it's the it's Jesus, the fact was that, it? Yeah, yeah, it's the fact that he plays Railway Cup for Leinster before he actually plays for the Dubs. Twenty fifteen, so two thousand and nine, he's on that Dublin panel. Twenty fifteen is the first time he starts a game for the Dubs in the league, and he plays the next sixty three league and championship games consecutively. He ends his career as the top scorer for the Dubs in history. Like it's remarkable how he didn't he start a game until twenty fifteen. No. He got dropped twice from Pat Gilroy. Paddy, you know about that yourself. Yeah. You were one of those lads that like it's all that the best players that. get dropped by Pat. Like, you know, after that, everyone. I, I do think test. though. Character I think building. Yeah. There was. <laughs> I have seen somewhere that Pat Gilroy admitted in a pub once that he regretted or he may possibly made a mistake hey? dropping Dean Rock. <laughs> Not made up. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll have to. Yeah, we'll I thought have to I ask heard that somewhere. Um, but talk to us a bit about what Rock brought and what the Dubs are losing. Even before fifteen, he was incredible in thirteen, coming off the bench. I yeah. think he came on in nearly every game and scored two points. Well from play. League final, league final against, against Toronto. Yeah, yeah, and that was a big thing. You're a point down. Rock comes off the bench. That was our first league play. win. Yeah. yeah, and that was a good Toronto team. Yeah, that was a good Toronto team with Mickey Hart. Um, no, it is incredible. You look back, and it's the same thing. Look, when players kind of step away, you actually take a step back and look through, like the list of honors. The eight All Irelands, three All Stars, the top scorer for the Dubs ever is a, is a big thing. Like that is. And it's very difficult for someone, I suppose when records happen, they always look like they're unattainable. But that in particular looks like if some player in Dublin in the next 20, 30, 40 years can get to that level, that's incredible. Um, so the, the kind of plaudits he's gotten over the last week or so, you, you do kind of take stock with him. And the biggest thing, and I, I kind of said this to him, normally, and Jimmy, you've played, and tell me, anyone who's played GA. T- top scorers for teams and free takers and you need every all the great teams have someone like that who's an out and out killer but usually those lads um, have their moments where they're maybe a bit selfish <laughs> or they're um, they might take the wrong option or force things themselves but for Dino I played inside with him for 10 years played underage with him to rack up the scores he's got and the level he got to and how clinical he was I honestly, I'm racking my brain. I don't think there's ever a time in a decade playing with a Roy looked across and I was like, we're all, why, why, why did you take that shot? We're all on, or that's a, that's a selfish option, or, you know, there's better players and better positions. That was just an incredible thing to, to be able to get the scores he's gotten, but be such a team player. Like, like it's a testament to him. You see the, the, the kind of quotes from his current teammates, from Desi, from, from other players who have played with him. He, he's been critical. He's one of the absolute essential players. I mean, you look through, like Cluxton and McCarthy are, are always kind of nearly held up within Dublin as, as, as the main two. And look, that's rightly so, they're outstanding. But Dino was right in there over the last decade. You know, his, his scores he's got in, in all our finals, obviously the, the famous moments, like you say, the, the, the league final in 13, Mayo against 17 is obviously a big one. That 2019 final, Jimmy, he gets that score. He scores 10 points that first day. His 10th you know, was the equaliser, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 74 like, minutes. Thinking, how can he be under the radar and he scored 10 points in the Lawler in the final? But that's just, he was so unassuming, unbelievably smart as a player. Like you look at, we used to laugh about like Bernard Brogan at the back post getting these tap-ins. Dino, so smart in his movement. 
so economical, so clinical in how he went about things, but never selfish. I, I, I just think that's such a testament to him yeah. that everyone who's played inside, like Jimmy, there's times I've seen you getting balled out of it, taking the wrong option. I would have had it. Yeah, once. Once or twice, once or twice. <laughs> but Dino, honestly, never. And, and the best thing for a player looking back, and I always feel like this is, is a key thing if you're looking back, you know, do you have regrets or anything like that? How could you have regrets? I don't think he can. He, he, he got the absolute maximum out of himself. I, I, I would have played with him since we were kids, obviously through DCU and Dublin underage. He got the absolute, he was relentless about getting better. He was obsessed with getting better. Can and, I ask you about that? Yeah. Did you notice him go from, you know, because he comes in and he's got, he's got the pedigree. He's Barney's son. Yeah. Right? yeah he's yeah. got the talent. You know, he, He's got, he's got the potential. If you right? ask me, Tommy, when he started out... 80, it, 85, 1995, could you... Could you but that's the thing again. It wasn't like... It wasn't like one moment to just go, bang, oh my God, he's a different player. If you'd have said to me when we, we stepped like under 21 playing 2009, 2010, would he go on and do what he did? I wouldn't have thought to that level. He, he is one of Dublin's greatest ever players now. And, and he, the proof was in the pudding. I wouldn't have thought he got to that, but it was incremental gains year on year on year. And I think that that's the key thing for, for any player at any level. You're talking about getting better and, you know, how hungry you are, what price are you willing to pay to be successful? He was relentless every single season. How do I get another inch better? You know, I'll talk to, I'm talking to a golf swing guy about technique for, connection with a, with a ball and like what or I'm doing it's just every week it was like I'm coming in and not in your face the only way people can grandstand about this and be like oh, I'm doing this that and the other it was always like oh yeah, yeah no I'm, I'm going doing this thing about recovery or I'm going doing this kind of uh, kind of strength training flexibility training I'm meeting kicking coaches I'm doing this type of analysis I'm going meeting kind of rugby player everything it was just so curious and this is even as he's won four five six All-Irelands two three All-Stars top scorers and champions all this stuff, it was, forget about that, next, I need to get better again. And he had that appetite till the very end, winning an $8 earning title. And that's what I mean, when you hang up your boots, you can look back and go, did I get the most out of my career? And he can look back with complete and utter satisfaction. He was paid the price for over a decade, longer to be, he was obsessed with being a brilliant player. And he, and he, he worked his way to become that. And, and his record speaks for itself, for Dublin supporters, for Dublin teammates. Like I say, you won't hear a bad word about him. He, he an incredible, incredible career. And he doesn't know anyone anything, you know. And that's that's a great place to be able to walk away from. Yeah, well, I think when you look at the inches and how tight some of the finals were and some of the yeah. games were in the run, especially down the stretch in the, six, in the six in a row even, like Rock starts the very, very, very first game in 2015 in the O'Byrne Cup. He's the free taker from then on. James, when you have Flynn and Connolly and Andrews and Brogan and the other Brogan and maybe Connor Mannion to worry about, like, were you as aware of what Dean Rock was bringing to the table? Oh yeah, 100, 100%. But the thing with Rock was, and this is, it's, it's such a lesson for every forward. He had his X Factor. He had his niche. He was a kicker. And he did not miss. Like you can be, you can be caught up with fitness and strength and running and all the other stuff. 
when the ball landed in his hand, it went over the black spot. And like that that's what makes Invaluable. a great player. Like yeah. there's no point in being brilliant at everything else or the best athlete the next thing. He gets the ball in his hand and it hits the post and it's gone wide. He's he's hitting it over the black spot every single time. And actually that it was actually only a video I saw of the um of the twenty nineteen final, that point he kicked at the end. Like seventy third minute. It's a nervy time. They're down to 14 men against Kerry. And he just comes wide, gets it, doesn't even think twice because he's done it a million times and just throws it over, straight over black spot. But for anyone else, that was a tough kick under circumstances. And for him, it's a gimme because he was a 10 out of 10 kicker and like, invaluable to a team, as you say. Isn't that, Jimmy? I remember it was at the bench at that time and for his famous kick, the, the free against Mayo in 2017, we were sitting on the bench at the time and obviously, it's that was another kick where it was, that was to win the game, and we were absolutely nailed on his kicking that. Yeah, yeah. Total I want to have that faith as well. Like, oh, like oh, it was a slam sorry. dunk. It was like this is going. On. I know Lee Keegan was doing his best to support, but we, his teammates, mm. I know he can get caught up with it. But it was genuinely. I, I remember at the time, spoke about it since. That was like whatever it was, thirty-five yards out, the left-hand side. It was like this is chalk this up. That's yeah. over. It was Not just inconceivable that he missed. Yeah, he was never going to miss. Like and having those free tackles, we see it with Shawnee Shea, Brian Sheehan, Cluxton at times. Like having those fellas who are not going to miss the big ones, it just trumps but, everything but, but, else. But in a way, Jimmy, isn't that kind of that nearly takes away from that player that maybe you're, they're not as appreciated because it's such a given. Yeah, but to get that, it's yeah. like oh, Dino's going to kick that as if it's like run of the mill. But it's not. You've seen how difficult it is. We played that at that level. It's it's fucking hard. But it was like he was so consistent at it. I mean, you look at that great Mayo team with our rivalry. That was always you felt they didn't have that that like that nailed on, and that could have cost them two or three all irons. Whereas with us, and you're right, Tommy. There's other players in that in this era of Dublin that get more credit, more profile, and things like that. But for anyone. Dublin supporters now are kind of looking back and for guys who were fortunate to play with him, it was, we never took him for granted because we've seen what he put into his game for years, for years and years and years. And it was, it paid off for him. It paid off for him. And, you know, we, we were blessed to have him. That's, we were absolutely blessed to have him. Oh, yeah. I don't think it happens. I know everyone uh, individually would have brought what they did to the table, but Dean Rock's contribution, like top scorer, uh, across the All-Ireland Finals for the Dubs, 147. Only Mikey Sheehy has scored more in All-Ireland Finals. Paddy, do you know what I found was an interesting stat? I've kind of crunched the numbers between, uh, I suppose, the five in a row. Dublin's fourth top scorer in finals in the five in a row. So 2015 to 2019, there's yeah. seven finals. Their fourth top scorer was a little-known fella named Own Golds. Oh, yeah. He had such a Two. consistent spread. He had two, six points. So that was the fourth. Yeah, the, the, the Mayo, the Yeah, the joint fourth, the top scorer. Like he had such a consistent spread. Were they both the same offers. game? Were the yeah. two own goals the same minutes, game? Same yeah. half. In 10 the same minutes. Half. Obviously, yeah. Sure, yeah. In the same goal. And then you win the penalty the following week at the same goal, don't you? I do. Can that I little, mean? lovely little butterfly. Died. Nah, it was a bad fell. Should have been a black card as well. <laughs> it was a black card. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so just some of the other high-profile retirements. Uh, we spoke about a few before Christmas and so we know Jack... Uh, Barry stepped away in Mayo, Brendan Harrison, Kevin McLaughlin, Jason Darty have all called it a day after giving so much to the cause in Mayo. In Tyrone, Ronan McNamee called it a day a little earlier in the year, uh, late last year, and Niall Sludden has stepped away too. 
Two good players. Two very good, two players. good players. Are we anticipating any more news coming out of Dublin? Are you going to break anything for us here? I'm, you know, I am definitely the last to know with this type of stuff. Um, no. McCarthy, <laughs> McCarthy's on. He's staying on. We know that. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're probably uh, not going to uh, know about Stephen Cluxton until Championship. No, no, I think they, I think they'll be staying in. Yeah, okay. I think Desi said it after the weekend, after the Dubs were beaten, obviously by Longford the Burn Cup final, that they kind of expect. Uh, like you're not going to see all the frontliners in the national league. That's why I think Dublin are going to have a, I think Dublin will have a similar league to what Kerry had last year. That they, you obviously want to stay in Division One, but I, I don't think they're going to be in the mix to, to win the league. You're going to see a lot of their frontliners probably not back towards the end, the last kind of two or three games. But the initial thing, we were sitting, obviously, last July when Dublin won that. There was kind of an anticipation there was going to be a mass exodus, really, that the, the, the Desi, the management team, was going to go, you know, James, Fitzy, Dean. Even, even some uh, of the boys Clemson. in and around their yeah. early 30s, there was a kind of a vibe or a feeling that, okay, we've done yeah, it, this could and, be it. Uh, yeah, and, and that was kind of the worry from Dublin's perspective. That hasn't been, been the case. I think Desi was pretty, pretty quick out of the block, said he's going to stay on. So it looks like, as of now, that, you know, maybe Dean is probably the only guy that's going to be going along. So that that kind of says, I think Desi Stade was a good thing, definitely for that continuity. And there's there's a massive connection within that group as well. So so that the guys obviously are looking around and going, well, we can possibly defend this title again. And I think Dublin, okay. without that turnover in squad, it does put them in a really strong position. If if they lost five or six of those guys, I think they'd be under serious pressure to try and get back to winning All Ireland this year. But I think with what they've got, I think they're going to be right there again this season. But it, it looks like. That, that it confirmed that mass exit is definitely not happening. So, so that's there a good thing go. for Dublin's respect. All right. Um, so what we're going to do now is this has been a slot that's gone down in infamy over the last couple of years. Um, our players to watch and our teams to watch <laughs> have had a fairly decent strike rate. Um, we won't mention the bad ones. There's been one or two bad ones, but there's been some good ones give, as well. Give, give, give us last year's for a reference there. We know oh, Jimmy back Cork. Like James done Jimmy back Cork. Uh, Paddy, Cork you did came. it right in the end. Like, Though what it did that Cork, turned out okay in the Cork end. had a phenomenal year last eight yeah uh, Paddy you put me on the spot here but I know you did your homework last year so I'm pretty sure when I asked you for your players to watch you picked out two bolters Derek Canavan and Jack McCaffrey yes Jack had a great year Derek <laughs> three time player of the year and uh... <laughs> I'm back in Fento as my player to watch. oh no I think I had Derek Canavan last year you could have had Derek Hannibal. I had okay. kind of, oh. Derek Hannibal. We're, we're I'm as hoping. bad as Jack McCaffrey. Derek Hannibal was, was nothing at the start of the year last year. Nah, come he on. barely played. I think he yeah, had like okay. 10 minutes played and he turned out to have a great championship. You could have. Look it. Yeah. Let's yeah. forget about last year. We're going to come to that and, and then on Thursday's episode, it's for off the ball members. Or if you're not an off the ball member and you have the off the ball app, you can get three free listens a month. I'm not telling you to use that to listen to the football pod, but you absolutely could if you wanted to. Do that. Uh, yeah. And that's that. And if you want to just <laughs> check out where to join, it's offtheball.com forward slash join. You get all of our GA, all of our rugby, all of our soccer, all of the good stuff from Off The Ball, every single podcast, whenever you want. Um, just sign up there. Just before we get into that, I'll do a whistle-stop tour of the provincial results, or the uh, preseason results of the weekend, right? A couple yeah. of... I've watched all of these games, actually, apart from the Dubs and Longford. So Derry, 12, Donegal, 6. Mickey Hart wins his 13th McKenna Cup. I think so gone, isn't it? Like 13 McKenna Cup. Remember Throne used to steamroll that every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He loves so it. I, I think Jim will be happy enough, though, because uh, yeah. he's got a lot of new new players coming through in Donegal. He's embedding a new style. He's going into a Division 2 campaign now. I think it'll be okay. Uh, Derry, very strong team for Mickey Hart. They were minus the Glen boys. Um, he has given... 
a lot of game time to Dunica Gilmore from the Brian Oag Steeltown Club. Same with Ben McCarran. Those two boys won an intermediate Ireland a couple of years ago, beating the Gwail in the semi-final. James, you might remember. And Declan Cassidy. So there are three boys in around the half-forward line. That might be where Mickey Hart is getting that edge next year when Derry, we feel like, need a little bit more, just maybe something small to get over the line. There was three men sent off in this game. Brendan <laughs> Rogers, uh, for it, it, he his foot came down on Darrow Boyle. It was a little back bit like Roy, Ke- little bit like Roy Keane and the Porto keeper, I would say, back in 2003. <laughs> uh, and then Paddy McBurty, uh, obviously being the captain, got involved and uh, he was sent off as well. Oshin Gallen got sent off two and two yellows. Don't worry about it. Those boys are only suspended for the 2025 Mechanic Cup. So Lads, they'll be okay for the holidays next January. Yeah, so I'm not sure anyone's going to read too much into these results. So I'm going to go through them quickly. Roscommon Hockey Galway by 18 points, 225 to 13 in the Dome, played with the orange ball. A load of the Roscommon players kicked three points apiece. Colleen very early, back and very early Adam McDermott. It was Galway's second slash third string side, I would nearly say. So we'll leave it at that. Roscommon very tight panel at the minute a lot of couple of boys have gone away they're missing the Bridges boys couple of injuries but they're moving okay so maybe they need a good start a good start to Division 1 to stay up there uh, Longford the behemoths of the Auburn Cup back to back back to back Chats. back to back baby yeah. yeah so Longford won this competition in 2023 and they went on to win a grand total of two more games across last season uh, one in the National League peaked, as they got relegated in to Division 4 there should yeah, be a team holiday if you win that back to back there should be Cancun yeah, I think so uh, just a note though um, man of the match before the championship man of the match <laughs> in that game is Cahill McCabe and people are raving about this young fella um, really excited to see what he's going to bring to the table this year and for the dubs uh, complete uh, a lot of new players um, yeah. Comerford played Collie Pascal yeah. played and just to mention Collie Pascal's breakout year last year where he really announced himself and established himself he played every single game last year for the Dubs, starting with the O'Burn Cup campaign, and that launched the season. So we'll see who breaks yep. into the Dubs from there. And in the big game of the weekend, James, give me your 60-second report Jimmy, from Cork yeah, are back. 4-3 on penalties. They beat Kerry and Porky Rin. They did. Well, it was a draw. Penalties, and then you there that, was bro. Who got the Cork? <laughs> yeah, no, Cork won. Do you know what? I think it was actually... Kerry didn't care, obviously, about the result, but I think it's still... It's a decent it result is. for Cork to actually go and beat Kerry. I think they needed to to do it for the first time in a long time, get it up, get it under the belt, just get a bit of confidence. Cork were decent. They hung in there for a lot of it. Got a great goal. Chris O'Jones got a got a great goal to kind of put them back in the game. Kerry kicked a lot of ball first half, but they they had a lot of young fellas on, just giving them game time. They were settling in lovely, and then they brought on the older fellas second half, but Cork had okay. a good momentum. It was, I must say it was an enjoyable game for pre-season. Yeah. I, both teams got a lot out of it. But um, Cork would be happy to win. I don't think the result mattered too much to Ed, Anything different Cork style of play, Jimmy? Are we no. seeing? Are you getting bodies back? I'd That's still be worried enough about Cork style of play because they just look a little bit rigid up front or something. Like They, they ran a lot of ball and kind of got into That's good positions. Style, but, though, it, but Cork, yeah, it is. But Cork, I remember when I was growing up, Cork, so many silky kickers. You know, they'd kick yeah. from anywhere, especially in Parky Building, they'd kick from anywhere, and next thing the crowd, it would just go, oh, and next thing a big roar because the ball would go over from miles out. But they, they don't really have those kickers at the moment, so they're kind of creating more basic scores. But they did trouble Kerry with that, I must say. Kerry, if, if, if you look, Jimmy, do you remember that, that their game of Porky Creed last year in the Championship, where particularly in the first half, Cork were asking serious questions of Kerry, that running game, and Kerry were probably yeah. had their own kind of defensive struggles. But we said at the time, it was like, 
they don't have killers up front. You, you know, Hurley no. obviously had a great championship with, with Castlehaven, but Stephen Sherlock Hurley lads, there's plenty to come back. Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah. no, I hear that, and but you're taking for Cork to go to the next stage because you're right. I know we, we kind of had a laugh and joke about it last year, but like they knocked the Rossies out of the championship last year, got to an All Ireland quarter final in what was ultimately the worst game of football I've ever seen in my life against Derry, but it was overall a positive year for Cork. Can they kick on with it? You do feel that's an interest their style of play. Well, we're gonna we're gonna what, talk what about our teams to, to watch. We're gonna talk about our teams to watch Sorry, on Thursday. Thursday. Okay. We so, don't think Cork is going to be one, there. but Cork will probably have a good division two. Okay, well, a good hold, chance of getting out of it. But hold your thoughts on that because I want to get. He's looking at his right Okay, but last thing I say, they're not going to beat their performance from last year anyway. So they've reached oh. they've reached the ceiling of last eight oh, until this is a turn up for the books until they the Terry man playing down Cork yeah. until they what bring in get five, five class forwards like. until they yeah, until they they be a bit more creative up front I'd just okay. be be worried against the okay. top teams alright uh, you are listening to the first episode of season four of Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue I want to know James who actually am I going to start with you Do no, start with I'm going to I'm start, start with Jimmy, go on. Give Jimmy okay, I'll start with James. Who is the player that you're excited to watch in 2024? Okay, I there's numerous options, right? Okay. Well, but give me one. I am yes. I'm going for the non-obvious options. Because okay. Paddy went for Jack McCaffrey and you went for... You went with Conor Callan last year, I said, Tommy, did you? David Clifford. Go on, any of this. Go on. So I'm going down the... Down the ages as well. Okay. Don't and forget, I'm, thinking I'm, the king who, of, I'm thinking I'm the king who, of predictions on this pod. Okay. Don't forget that. Who tipped Glenn for the All-Ireland? Tommy, we all did. Come on, come on. You're still giving out the fucking Kratlow or beat. And after mentioning Cork, right? I think the Cork are struggling up front. Okay. So they need, they need people to come out of the woodwork and grow into that role for them, right? They have Hurley. They have Sherlock. I think the man that could make a big difference to them if Cork play to his strengths and give him the ball enough, he's very creative, has an eye for goal, is Chris Oak Jones. I think that he could have a good year for Cork. And if What's he does, he can take him to the next level. What's I think he can be I think he can he can he's going to be third choice forward realistically with the Hurley and Sherlock, okay, if they play Inside. Sherlock. Inside fifteen. Okay. Nailed on that fifteen jersey. He's a goal threat. You can see, I could see, I was at the game the last day, I was actually on the 14-yard line. So I could see him in the second half, all his runs. He's, he's exceptional movement, but different. Mm, not good. going for the obvious pass, not going for loops, doesn't want to kick Cork-style points. He wants to get in backdoor cuts. He wants to get the ball around the sides. He's making all these different runs. I think if, if Cork actually played his strengths, he can be a big player for them. Um, okay. And they need it because at the moment, they don't have enough invention up front but he's someone who has potential to to unlock defenses. Like, what are we looking for with this team? Like, with these picks, are these players who are gonna be in the mix for like top scorers, no. young no. players? No, what I'm here? looking for, what I'm looking for, Paddy, is something a little different that you're excited for this year. Somebody who might, as James said, add a little bit of something to a team that needs right. it and might have a, an impact. We're looking for a bit of an impact, and I want you to put your neck on the line and tell me. Okay, Who's so a bit, a bit left field. So I can't pick Cliff. And Chris Oak Jones, uh, my pick, Paddy, is only on the Cork panel 12 months. Okay. So okay. I think that's why I picked him. Okay, James. Fair pick. 
Paddy. Okay, well, we're going to watch him at the weekend for Cork. Um, I, I've won. Right. Um, and he's been around before, but you can't give out to me for this one, Jimmy. He was, he's been bad injuries for the last couple of years, but he had a decent mechanic cup there again. Ushin O'Neill, Rean's brother from okay. Armagh. What about, is that left field enough, Jimmy? Yeah. Did you is. know Rean O'Neill had a brother? Did you even know that? <laughs> <laughs> so left field, there you go. Well, um, Paddy, I think that's a fair no. pick. He wasn't even on the panel last year with injury. No, but he's had diabolic, he's had Achilles, quads, bad injuries. He was around on the panel a couple of years ago. It's, it's, I think he's a, he's a very good player. I think it's something Armagh need. I think Armagh as a team, I know we're going to get the teams to watch uh, on Thursday's episode, but if you remember, we were sitting here maybe three years ago and we're thinking about Armagh got promoted to Division 1 and they were playing this incredible attacking mm. style of play. Kick pass, kick pass, so direct, fast transitions. Obviously, Rain O'Neill was exceptional at that. They've kind of gone, not they kind of, they have gone away from that style of play. And Rain O'Neill is still obviously potential to be one of the top forwards in the game. They've got young Kim McConville who can kick scores. They'd Mernon and Turbot last year with different stages were in and out of the team. And now you've got Oshin O'Neill back, hopefully, fingers crossed, from injury and he gets a clear run at the season ahead. He's another really good, athletic, strong, clinical forward who can complement that forward line as well. Like the big challenge from our man is one, they they you know they're nearly, nearly possibly overly reliant on Reed O'Neill, but also are they playing to their forward strengths? And that's the big criticism you, you think last year, particularly the Monaghan, the quarterfinal. I know they lost on penalties, but their style of play, you felt, if they went for that game, played to those forwards, trying to be a little bit more... Expansive. As Jimmy's saying, expansive, creative up front. I think Ushio O'Neill gives them more licence to do that. that. That if you... And this is kind of continues on, in, and lots of teams are in this situation. We need to have injuries cleared up. We need to have our best players available and on the pitch. I think if Armagh have that, they're still in Division 1, he's another, he's nearly like a new player for them after being out so long. And can he complement? And can Armagh get three or four of those forwards playing together, playing a style that gets the ball to them enough? Because then they could be a serious team. You know, we, we were probably harsh on Armagh. Not, I, th- I thought we were rightly harsh on, on their performances last year. But if you look, they've lost three penalty shootouts. You know, they mm. lose a quarter final to, to, to Galway on penos in 2023. Can Oshin take penos? How is he at the spot? I, I hope they don't bloody need to take penalties. They, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If they, talked, if they played on the front foot a bit more, they could have won those games in normal time. And they also could be four Division One games by a point as they got relegated. You, you can mm. look at a tee and say they could be Ulster champions and back-to-back all our semi-finalists I know Derry fans are listening in here now thinking, I know what I'm saying that's how that's how close well look, I'm not going to fucking pick Shea McWiggan am I he is one of the best players in the game you're asking me I think Ushin O'Neill could have a big impact himself because he's got the, the talent to do that if he stays injury free but also I think he'd have a massive impact on that team I'm intrigued to see them in Division 2 I know we'll get to the teams on Thursday I think Division 2 is stacked so so Interesting. This mm, last year it was is. a bit of a bit of a dead duck. You knew Dublin and Derry got to come out, but there you go. Ushin O'Neill is my my guy to watch. Love that, and I think that's a great sign for twenty twenty four. That you've clearly done a bit of homework and a bit of research. Yeah. Not to say that like you don't always, but it's a bit. My weekends are sometimes. just sitting with the little fella now. Too. I've no crack anymore in my life. I can't get a point <laughs> anywhere. Like James, you you missed Hugo. He made a little appearance off air while he was you were asking for Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, asking yeah. He was asking for yeah. you. Big yeah. big gossip, Paddy. This fella's going to be a big miner. <laughs> He's got four chins already. 
She's feeding him too much. He's a fat fucker. Like that's good. He needs. He's a great bit of stuff. Though. He'll he have his little yeah. Dublin kid on now on Saturday night for the Monaghan game. Absolutely. Okay. Are you interested in hearing my player to watch? No. No. But go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit this out after. <laughs> okay. Well, go on. Well, go on give keep, it to us. Who, who in who keeping with the theme of this pod, where we are criminally. And I should not be in that regard at all, leaning towards forwards. I've gone for another player that I'm excited to watch this year. Uh, and I was excited it is a little to watch left backs. Field. Seriously, man. It's, it's a little left field. Actually, I did think about going for Patter Mogan from Donegal. Uh, he's back okay. this year. McGinnis yeah, yeah, has yeah. him back. I think he's going to be incredibly influential. He's got Ryan McHugh and Patter Mogan back. We'll come back to that in, on Thursday night. I have gone for another Donegal player. I think for Jim McGuinness to make anything of his return, he's going to need this fella to... I'm not saying represent what know, Michael Murphy or Colin McFadden brought, but he's going to be the focal point that he attacks, something for Paddy McBurty to play off. I'm going for the injury-plagued, but prodigiously talented, Oshin Gallen to finally yeah. deliver on all the promise that we've seen at times and in spells and in games and in moments. And I think this year, if he can stay fit, could be his year. And for Donegal to come through Division 2, for Donegal to have an impact in Ulster, and possibly the All-Ireland Run Robin series, they're going to need Oshin Gallen to be flying. Yeah, he's a big role, doesn't he? Absolutely. And like I've seen this guy, I've watched this guy up close quite a bit. I've seen him at colleges. Um, I've seen him come back from injury and, and, and show us a bit here and there and then get a kind of breakdown again. He's put on a bit of size over the last couple of years. He would have been quite light when he was younger and it suits him and he's carrying it really well. At the end of October, he was voted as Donegal's club player of the championship by a collection of journalists up there in the, the Michael Murphy Donegal Championships and he's been is shooting it the lights the Michael out. Murphy Donegal Championship it is he sponsors it <laughs> well, he wins what it what a man GA got yeah. sponsored that so uh, he's also been shooting the lights out throughout January not that we're reading that much into it he hit 2-4 in one game 4 points in another 1-4 in man of the match in another game and in the finals he didn't score got he got a right card though. but we'll forget about that talent, so there well, you but go but is it the thing and I, I like that I do like that isn't that like McGuinness is second coming. He comes in the first time and he's got obviously Michael Murphy, Colin McFadden. He puts a lot of time into McBride, who's very young at the time, and molds him into being that kind of a key forward for, for Duddy Gall, obviously to win the All Ireland and have, have that success. I don't think he's got the raw materials to have that level of success in terms of winning All Ireland, that, that they're not at that level yet. But it, like, I agree, if he's going to do anything, is Oshin Gallon his new nearly McBride that I'm going to put mm. a lot of time into you? I need you. I need. He needs someone to supplement Patrick McBrady, and, and for sure, the same thing. And like we said this with, with all teams, particularly with Donegal. I don't think that depth is there. They need McBrady injury free. They need Ryan McHugh injury free, and they need Oshin Gallant. Like I said, he's had a checker pass with injuries, but he has the talent. They can't afford not to have these guys on the pitch. I think Jimmy Guinness is going to get a lot of bounce. Obviously, it's been a good January for them. McKenna Cup, obviously, get to the final. But I agree. He's, he's going to have to hang his hat on, on Gallon and yeah. Gallon himself. He's going to get the opportunity. It's just, can his body hold up? Because I agree. I think he's got the talent. Okay. I well, just want to, I just want to give, are you, are you hanging up? I, I, I well, yeah, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say that I, cause I went kind of with an up and coming one year. Okay. You better be quick there. now, James. Okay. I would like let, to let, give, let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk, Tommy. Jesus Christ. There are going to be other players to watch maybe a little more. Um, so. Go on, give us one, Jimmy. Go on, give, give us a more established one then. A more established one. You have someone one. there. You have someone on the tip okay. of your tongue. Come on. Are you it. Because I like, to, I want to, 
Kerry have a couple of um, oh, positions up for grabs, right? Yeah. Shawnee Shea. Uh, do you watch football outside of Kerry? No. What yeah, it's not, it's not real football out of Kerry, is it? <laughs> Kerry on, is Jimmy, football. Give it to me. I give told to you about Jimmy. this last year. We need to move you beyond Kerry. You can't move. That's Broaden like your horizons, saying, Jimmy. Broaden your horizons. That's like saying... You should do a week up in Dublin. You come up and live with me and Hugo for a week. Why would you go leave paradise? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. Paradise we'll keep we'll keep in the locker so for the for the no, team no, to watch. No, 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 no. Give it to us now. No, you've you've missed Jimmy, a chance for an absolute right. nugget okay. of golden we'll, we'll information. Start that right. We'll start Thursday's pod with it. Unless no. you want to give it now. No. Give it now, Jimmy. I'll hold give it. Us the nugget. I'll hold it. Jeez, you're not much of a pundit now if you want to do with your thoughts. Like. No, I think we'll get in trouble if you hold it. Go on, give us a toast. No, you won't get in trouble. I can't okay. say it, no. All right. Well, that that's quite an unsatisfactory Jesus. end to uh, episode one of season four, James. I feel like I've upset you there, so I hope this is no. Because I, can, I don't I actually don't want to put any pressure on on any Kerry player. Because last year I did say the Kerry would win it, and I put the the hoodoo on him. So I'm so going to go completely anti Kerry this year. What did you so call it? You slayed you. and that came back to bite you. Like. <laughs> oh God! You were a breath of fresh air. From the rest of the Kerry media last year, no Yeras, you were up front. Hang on, and I was Anderson, just going to be there just, again, uh, and then you just uh, shot me down. You see, this Jackson new job, Paddy, this new job has gotten into Tommy's head. I know, I do. I have noticed that yet. He's yeah. different. Ego is the enemy. GA correspondent. Head, head, GA correspondent. <laughs> yeah, you, but you know it. Yeah, I got new business cards. He gave me a business card the other night. I was like, "What the fuck yeah. is this thing?" Do you have a business yeah. card? Tommy gave me business. Paddy has a business card. He was flicking them out all over Limerick there on Saturday night. <laughs> Paddy, Paddy popped into the, uh, pop, the Cratlow dinner dance on Saturday night and he left very quickly. Wasn't my scene. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't my scene. Yeah, so it was nice. It was a nice little appearance. Yeah. Uh, James, okay. I feel bad now that I stopped Good. you in your tracks. I, I, that's I'm, a bad, I'm happy. That, that is a bad presenter and I don't think our listeners will be very happy with me either. But it's great to be back, boys. It's great to be back with uh, the football pod. We're going to be with you every Monday. You can get us free uh, straight after the matches on a Monday throughout the season. Whenever there's games on, we'll be out on a Monday. And on a Thursday, we're going to be with you every single week this year. So uh, hopefully we'll hear uh, we'll chat with you on Thursday and uh, you'll tune in. So um, James, I don't know who, Paddy Andrews, good to be back. Cheers, Tom. Good to be back. See you, boys. Good night.